Blog Talk Radio. FT Sports Podcast. February 1st, 2017. C. Davis. In the studio, I'll be joined by the crew, per usual, here shortly, as soon as they show up on the screen. Got multiple screens working here. Blog Talk Radio is finally working the right way for like the second week in like the last month. So if you want to call in, 646-668-2182 is the number. We're also on Facebook Live as well. Enjoy the conversation as we always do weekly with the fans because this show Will be nothing without you, the fans. Tonight's show, uh, a good one. I'll sum it up in a nutshell. Blake Griffin, the Super Bowl, Kevin Love, the Cavaliers, and much, much more drama in the NFL. Probably the biggest story that no one is talking about is Blake Bortles and how he took advantage of the uh, – really, McGriff, with the name, though, bro? <laughs> um how Blake Bortles took advantage of the system. And we'll talk about that and much, much more tonight with the fellas, BLS TV and, and um, McGriff and his name. <laughs> Welcome to the show, fellas. What's going on? All facts, my brother. All facts. Good evening. I, 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 I can't know. even say that, man. Just, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Of all the names I put up, I finally got one you won't say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't say, I, put that one in the group t- in the group chat so they'll be able to keep up. I can't say that on the air, man. I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna laugh Green, at that, man. Screenshot and send it out, my G. I will screenshot it and I will send that out. That is in McGriff fashion with this text I'm about to send out, fellas. What's up? What's up, crew? What's going on? Nothing much, man. How's it going? Wow, happy, Almost Black Month. happy Black History Month. And I wanted to share something tonight because it is Black History Month. Um, <laughs> and considering that it is the Super Bowl, gentlemen, the first African-American quarterback to ever grace the NFL was in 1968, Marlon Briscoe for the Denver Broncos. Awesome stuff. Hello. Awesome stuff. Was the first black quarterback right. to start a game in major pro football in the major pro football league. He started his rookie season in the AFL Broncos in 68 um, as a defensive back, but then moved to quarterback mid-season through. Now, what's interesting about that is that he did not win the Super Bowl. Do you guys know the first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Uh, Russell Wilson? Negative. Hmm, I'm not even that. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely wasn't that guy. TV, do you know this answer? I feel like TV will be the saving grace here. Uh, let me see. He was an HBCU grad from Grambling State University. Uh, held a front office position with Tampa Bay in his later years. It has to be Doug Williams. Doug Williams is the correct answer. In 1987, he established himself mm. as the quarterback in the late 70s and the early 80s. Was the first... Uh, He made his first start with the Washington Redskins. Later in that year, became the first black quarterback to not only start in the Super Bowl, but to win it. 
Doug Williams, the first. And then, of course, gentlemen, got to throw a Lions reference out there. Another historical moment for African Americans in the sport. Rodney Pete. got to be Barry Sanders, whatever it is. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney Pete was the first African-American quarterback to play for the Detroit Lions. Um, he did get injured when he was drafted in the sixth round from USC, but he did make his debut in week four. So a lot of history, man, in, in the NFL when it comes to black quarterbacks. So shout out to those, to those fine gentlemen and uh, Black History Month. So every week we'll drop something new and, Maybe people will get excited about it. So it's going to be a great show tonight, fellas. Let's just get right into it, man. Um, you guys want to go NBA first or NFL first? Which, which one you guys want to do? What's the house discussion? Okay, never mind. All right. McGriff, where you want to go? I mean, I was going to say <laughs> that uh, shout out to those Detroit Pistons. Oh, uh, they, they They were upset that the Lions were getting so much press coverage due to <laughs> their coaching change. So they said, we're going to go out here and do something very foolish so we can get all the attention. So shout out to those Detroit Pistons at Little Caesars Hockey Arena that they borrow for uh, their latest acquisition of Mr. Kia himself, Blazer. <laughs> okay. Nice PSA there, sir. Nice PSA. I love it. Uh fellas, the the trade I didn't even know it took place. Ellis broke the news in the group. Uh mm-hmm. Blake Griffin was was traded, has been traded. He is now a Detroit Piston. Um some of the key players that were, were in this trade, Tobias Harris, um, along with um uh, I can't think of uh Bradley, uh Avery. Yeah, Bradley. Yep, yep. There it is. Um, a draft pick as well went along with I mean, this well, well, second round, uh, second round first pick or whatever it was, something like that. But either way, Blake Griffin is no is no longer a Clipper. He is a Piston. Ellis, I, I think it's I think it's safe to say you and I agree on this. So I'm gonna just hold your comments for the side for a minute. We heard McGriff, TV. What is your thoughts on this, man? Because you get, you've been kind of quiet on this. I don't know where you stand on this. I feel like you like it. I think everybody's uh I think everybody's in too much panic mode. Uh, again, uh, the players that we that pissed that pissed currently out on their roster. I mean, they only won twenty two games. I mean, this is a team that started off first, or you know, was actually number one in the Eastern Conference probably like what a week or so, and then it just died out from there. At the end of the day, man, you got to shake things up. I mean, this team was on a what eight game losing streak. So, you got Avery Bradley. You have Avery Bradley, who was acquired through a trade, and after the season's over, he's going to be a free agent. Then you have Tobias Harris. I mean, he's having career numbers, but he's going to be a free agent. So you have these. You have you have some of these pieces where you're going to have to resign somebody. And of course, Avery Bradley was going to resign uh, resign with Detroit. So you may as well get something out of these guys instead of them instead of allowing them to walk and get turn. Uh, neither one of those dudes is like walkable guys. Like they're very serviceable and they, they, they fit. They, they literally, they'll always find a job. Let's just put it out there. They will, no matter what, but they're not, they're not going to, the caliber of players are going to dictate their location and where they, where they end up at playing basketball. I think, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying TV from that aspect. If you really sincerely feel like they both would have walked away from Detroit, 
I have a hard time feeling like they would. Tobias is in the middle of a career season, and he played with Orlando. So he's been on another caliber, you know, losing caliber team. So, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see him taking a walk that easily. Um, and then as far as Avery Bradley, he's been on the decline. Some injuries that he, surfed, uh, that he suffered with the Boston Celtics, I think his stock is down. Now, once again, for me, the person that you want to get up out of there that they still have is Reggie Jackson. And for some reason, like the plague that he is, he's still on this team. And I don't quite understand the move that we made for Blake. Um, it, because I say that to say that we don't even have a point guard to get the ball to him. You know, I, I really feel like we just became the poor man's version of the Clippers. What is our starting lineup? Our starting lineup is a, I mean, Reggie Jackson, who's questionable and who's injured right now. You gave up your shooting guard and your small forward, similar to the Clippers. J.J. Reddick was gone, and he was not necessarily the answer. And the Clippers, in the midst of them having their run, they did not have a small forward. We're in the same boat now because you gave up Tobias. And then we, we got Blake for Blake. So Blake is the same type of player he was over there in Live City. And then instead of Andre Jordan, we have Andre Drummond. So, I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing. It's just a poor man's version of the Clippers. And you I said, don't know. You, I, you, I, said Tobias, you said Tobias is having career high, career numbers. So if he's having yeah. career numbers and he's on the verge of, you know, getting a new contract, how do you, how do you pay Tobias Harris if and most of your money is already tied up tied into Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson? So find, chances are if he would have stuck around, you're I mean you're not going to get anything returned to you. So since he's valuable, you may as well trade him. And with the Avery Bradley situation, there's also things and people tend to forgot or tend to forget there were some off the court issues that he's actually dealing with too. Some alleged sexual allegations that came up, by the way. So that could also be one of the reasons why that's impacting games. Yeah, he's younger, but he's still he's still valuable too. So that's why Stan Van Gundy was able to pull off this trade. I mean, at the end of the day, for a lot of Pistons fans, they just want to know. We all would like to know what is this team's identity going to be moving forward. So again, I think everybody's just all in, in a panic mode right now. Let's just wait and see what plays out as the season unfolds. But in the meantime, we got a we got a, you know a multiple All Star player uh, who's have what a five five or four year contract, so he's going to be in Detroit for a while. So I'm 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 kind of trying. To, I'm just looking at. I'm just trying to look at the positives in this in this move by the Pistons. I mean, if he can survive, uh, he's injury prone and has been yeah. for his entire career. Yeah. So I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I have concerns there too. He's coming off an injury this season that he's missed about five, probably between five to ten games. So I, I, I just, it's it's questionable. It really is. I question it from the standpoint. Yeah, I question it from the standpoint where I guess where I come from is Blake Griffin is a highlight reel. No doubt. No mistaking. 20 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, he's averaging that, I believe, this season, maybe 22 points this season. Don't have the stats in front of me, but I know we're close to that. I mean, yes, he gives you those. Can he lead a team? And with the Clippers before, even with the injury this season, because he was injured this season as well, they don't have a, uh, you know, he wasn't doing very well in that leadership category. I mean, putting up numbers, highlight reels, yeah, he's going to do that. I don't know if this Pistons team, as constituted, is that team that he could take over the hump because, let's just face it, Stan Van Gundy needs this team to move forward. They don't make the playoffs in the East with Blake Griffin at the power forward, Andre as your center, and Reggie, in quotation, is your point guard, and you can't make the playoffs this season 
or even come close next season, you're out of there. This is Stan Van Gundy doing what he needs to do to, to save his job. Keep this in mind, though, TV, and I want to get your thoughts. $88 million is tied up in Reggie Jacks. Blake no Griffin reason. is tied up until 2020. Don't know how long Drummond is going to be here as well. If they don't, if they don't do well this season or make it to playoff this season or next season, 2020, all of this was for naught. Now you're in rebuild mode because they're not going to stay for this. I mean, it could go in that direction. I mean, again, we everybody, we, you keep saying if, if that happens. If, but yeah. what if it goes in the opposite direction as well? Again, if we if we look at Blake Griffin's game, when he first came into the league, yeah, I agree. He was definitely a highlight reel. But over the years, he has he has made changes, or he has improved his game. He has improved his uh, his, jump, his jump shooting abilities. Uh, he is liability on defense. I will say that. I don't think he's the guy that's going to put Detroit over the hump. But I think he could be part of a starting piece to where we start to get some consistency, especially in the East. Again, the East is a conference where two games, you're out of first place and you're in last place if you win, and also you're back in first place. So I, I do agree with you as well that Stan Van Gundy is uh, making moves to, you know, to save his job. But I don't think Blake Griffin is here to lead. I don't think he was put in position at LA, as a, during this time with the L.A. Clippers to be that leader. I mean, I could be wrong, but – at the end of the day, this is still Andre Drummond's team, in my opinion, and Andre Drummond's the leader. So, with that, you know, with 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 an acquisition of Blake Griffin, I mean, this is probably the best power forward he's had since he's been in Detroit. Oh yeah. So, again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at the positive, but I think uh, I think some good things may happen to Detroit. But as far as him being that guy to put this team over the hump, no. But he's just he's just a piece of the puzzle. McGriff, well, I know you made the, the oh, joke oh, a little bit about it, but what, you know, what's your what's your takes on this? Even if you have to go into an NFL reference on it, I mean, you get a guy who may be proven that's got a little bit of a, a track record in the playoffs, uh, proven to be a winner somewhat, highlight reel, dunk after dunk. We know Lob City is now burnt to the ground. But at the end of the day, a lot of Pistons fans are saying, I mean, he's injured all the time. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they, they call him uh, Mr. Glass 2.0. I mean, we probably would have been better off if we had Derrick Rose. But uh, I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, I don't really care for basketball that much if we're just being 100% honest. But the Pistons were on a how many game losing streak? Was it eight, nine? Eight. I believe it was eight. Eight game losing streak. And I guess they figured they had to do something. So uh, why not? Um, I'm concerned, I guess, is the right way to say like I don't know if Blake Griffin can really put up the points that the Pistons are going to need to be successful um but at this point I mean we know they're not going to the playoffs or anything like that so uh yeah no nah, we don't know that so you think that yeah, they'll come we don't back know. Make- <laughs> bro they're like they went on an eight game losing streak and they're like one game out of the playoffs I mean the Eastern Conference sucks so I mean honestly speaking if they string together like four wins, they'll probably be like the four seed in the East right now. Honestly speaking, and, but if, I mean, they even get that, the, if they even get that far, though, are they gonna go anywhere in the playoffs? Oh, not at all. So essentially, their season's over, right? All things considered. All things considered, they'll, they'll be a lower seed. They'll be definitely being put out by the Celtics, the Raptors, or the Cavaliers for sure. So I mean, 
maybe somebody knows something we don't know. Maybe they got something to work for uh, this summer. Um, maybe LeBron won't go to uh, to Golden State. Maybe he'll go to. Oh God! Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> no, LeBron is the reason why the Pistons are the way they are now. He came here and burnt that team down in in 2007 or whatever year that was. Listen, I I'm with TV. We'll wait and see. I reserve judgment. But, I mean, surface base, I understand both fan bases. One side says, uh, guys, you're panicking. The other says, nah, dog, we're not panicking. It's just fact. So, I guess you just wait it out. I mean, are they beating Memphis right now? I mean, they playing Memphis at home. Blake's got over 20 points right now. Are they are they winning the game at this moment? No, let's check in on this right now. Yeah, let's, let's, let's check in on that game. We'll, we'll, we'll get back actually, to it. As, as, actually, actually, it's a tie game, fellas. Uh, three minutes, 24 seconds left in the fourth quarter, 96 apiece. Looks all like right. Pistons are yeah. uh, we'll, up by we'll, one right now. All right, so we'll see if the, if the Pistons fan base will explode because by the time we are getting into 10 o'clock, this, that game should be over. So we'll see. Win or loss, we'll go either direction. Let's flip it over to Cleveland, though, real fast because the soap opera continues to happen there. Kevin Love... Out for six weeks, maybe eight. Broken hand on a rebound. Mr. Glass uh, 3.0. M- M- Mr. Glass 3.0, if you want to. Uh, wh- I feel like this happens every year with Cleveland, though. So I think we're just over-exaggerating a little bit. Am I wrong? Uh, it feels a little different this year, Chris, because there's – there's no chemistry. The, in previous years, it's just, you know, they just were losing, you know, and they we, they just were just taking games off, didn't want to play uh, basketball, throwing some games in my opinion. I think they threw a game to the the, the Clippers, but we're not going to put that out there. But, you know, and it, this year it really feels like there's chemistry issues. You know, Isaiah Thomas, is, it seems that he's kind of frowned upon within that locker room. You got some dudes soaking up, you know, $80 million contracts, averaging two points a game. You know, uh, Tristan Thompson and and J.R. Smith. You got Dwayne Wade who, you know, now teammates are like, is this about business or is this about these these buddies playing on the same team with each other? You know, so it's a lot of different dynamics this year that that I don't think were there last year. And you cope that in with the fact that they're losing. Um, I, I would question. I would question if if they have what it takes to really have a competitive edge, uh, and, and you know when it comes time to contend. And right now, I'm leaning toward no. Uh, in regards mm-hmm. to this team, now you factor that in with the, the injuries. Derrick Rose is once again going missing. Same thing he did in New York, like just randomly just taking time off. It, it, it's it's not. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy as far as that that dynamic on that team right now. TV, you agree with that sentiment? I do, man. Uh, and to add on top of it, I mean, Dan Gilbert's on the verge from what I've been reading, you know, speculation that Dan Gilbert possibly is going to try to sell the team. And then with LeBron James, it's one of those things where if you watch the last, what, two or three games, clearly, I mean, it looks like he just, I guess he just wants out, man. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a dumpster fire. Um uh, you know, you got to ask other. You got to ask another question too. I mean, Tyron Lue. I mean, at the end of the day, you're the coach. I mean, you got to you got you got to have some control. You have some type of control in this locker room. But it just it seems apparent that nobody on this team likes each other now. You know, two two or three years ago, I mean, everybody was playing for each other. I mean, you could 
both sides of the, of the court. Now it's just, man, when is the season going to be over so I can get the hell away from everybody? <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it looks like on the outside, honestly. So this team is just pretty much it, – it's a done deal. They're not going to survive – a, a third storm, if you would, because this is like the third year they've nah. gone through this. They're not going to survive this what's, one. What's crazy is it's just too many hidden agendas, Chris. You know, if you really look at that team from top to bottom, and so many of those dudes have the wrong mentality. They, they have the LeBron James mentality as far as I captured this one for the land, I'm good. And, yes, that is LeBron's status, but so many of his teammates have been influenced by, ultimately kind of influenced by him having that mentality, and it shows. J.R. Smith doesn't care. He got a mass contract to, to average two points a game, and he's a champion already. <laughs> Same thing with Tristan Thompson. He's averaging, like, two rebounds a game, and he's getting $88 million, and he's going home to Chloe every night. Like, got he a max, don't care about basketball. Got right a now. max contract to average two points a game. Wow. I'm just, I'm just telling the truth. Like, that, <laughs> that, it, it just that's the caliber of players they have right now. Now, you, you know, you brought over Dwayne Wade. I don't care. I'm like about to retire. I'm just here because LeBron's my guy. I got three, 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 four rings already. Like, what do I care? Yeah, the MVP you know, so it, 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 title, it, you go along with it. Yeah, like, n- none of these dudes, the only person that has, kind of has a, uh, you know, kind of a hidden agenda would be Isaiah because he still hasn't gotten paid yet. So this is important for him coming off an injury. And, and then if you keep hearing, now the narrative is, Nobody really likes him because he's the one that's out here hanging out with Dan Gilbert trying to get his money. So it's a lot of different hidden agendas uh, going on with the team right now, man. And no one, no one cares about playing basketball, you know. And I don't know if they'll be able to hit that spark and hit the switch and just be able to go for it, but they're in a good enough division to be able to do that, you know, like being in the East. They could take all these games and they're still going to be like third-place team. So it, it just it's, it's, it's to be seen, but there's no chemistry at all. I've been watching their games too. It's, it's hard to watch. No one's playing defense on that team at all. I mean, we were saying that last year. I think the year before that, they had one of the best defense efficiencies in the, in the league. But last year, they, they were kind of falling apart as well. I understand. I just, you know what, this, the soap opera just continues on. I just find it interesting that, you know, Detroit wanted to jump into the fold and, and be a part of that, that saga as well, man. I just, I don't know. I guess let me just pose the question then. What is likely to happen first? The Pistons making the playoffs or Cleveland getting knocked before they make it to the Eastern Conference final? Uh, what's, what, what's more likely to happen? What's more likely to happen? The, the Pistons, Pistons making the playoffs, playoffs or, the, or the Cavaliers getting bumped before they make it to the Eastern Conference finals? Yeah, Pistons making the playoffs for sure. It's more likely. It's more likely for sure. Like, uh, to be honest with you, man, uh, <laughs> I'll probably say Cleveland probably getting bumped before we get into the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. What about you, McGriff? How you feel? What was the question? Oh, baby. What is more no. likely to happen? The Cleveland Browns winning a game <laughs> or, or, the, or the Lions? Come on, man. Is which, which one is more likely to happen? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with this man? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I really don't think he knew the question. <laughs> did, did you get the question? 
it was a, some static in my headphones. For wow. Like, oh, wow. Wow. your ass off. Six four six 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 eight two one eight two. That's a, a fine way of saying I really don't give a damn. Appreciate no, that. No, that's that's not no. It's, uh, no, dog. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> 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 646-668-2182. That is the number. If you want to call in? Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. I, I don't know what to say anymore. I just. Uh, yeah, yeah, just lost it. <laughs> are the Pistons winning? Are they? Are they? Are they up now? Are they down? Yeah, yeah they're up by uh, they're up by three points with uh, six seconds left. Blake Griffin has twenty four points, ten rebounds in his debut. Okay, uh, whatever. It's hard wow. to hate it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to hate <laughs> that if he wins his first game, right? I mean, right? I mean, it's the Grizzlies, bro. Like they they're just oh, so that defeated. doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Mike Conley's out for the season. Um, you know, Mark Gasol getting coaches fired. Like, there's no focus over there. There's just, just dudes. There's just dudes in NBA jerseys. There's no focus over there. Everybody's going to get fired. No no matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. Man. Mark, yeah, Mark Gasol doesn't care about basketball. I know we got but, callers, um, and I know everybody wants to give their thoughts on the Super Bowl. We will get there for sure. Um, we want to definitely get everybody's calls and get everybody's predictions, but we're not quite on that topic quite yet. So uh, we will get there. Just hang tight, continue to, to, to hang there um, and, and, and kick it with us. Before we go on break, fellas, because I want to take a break tonight. I want to, I want to kind of change the tone a little bit. I want to start with you, McGriff, because it is Black History Month. It is, a, you know, a, a time that we want to acknowledge some things here for sure. Uh, uh-huh. But uh-huh. On, the, uh-huh. on the flip side, um, uh-huh. A, a different culture may may be mm-hmm. a little happy and excited about this. And I mentioned one of the okay. teams, but I'll mention TV's favorite baseball team, the, the Indians. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're looking to make a makeover in 2019 uh-huh. in regards to their logo. Uh-huh. The Washington blank skins um, uh-huh, uh-huh. have not jumped on that bandwagon yet, but the Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. are going to do so in 2019. Why not 2018? Some would suggest I am curious your thoughts on this because it is a it is a sensitive topic to some. Um, I feel like you are the most qualified to answer the question in regards to <laughs> your knowledge, your knowledge. You're, uh-huh. you're, 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 you're very smart, very intelligent. I feel like that you can give a McGriff answer here to make everybody think. Okay. How do you feel about this logo change in 2019 and not 18? Um, I feel like – they're putting it out for 2019 just to kind of put fillers in the water to see how much of an upheaval it's going to cause before they actually make their final decision and actually go through with it. Um, I frankly think that it's disgusting um, that they are only changing the, uh, the mascot and not changing the name as well. Um, we all know full well that they are going to continue <coughs> to. You okay. Yeah. My bad. Just raise your arms up, man. Don't choke. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, we all know that they are not going to stop selling that mascot. Um, they're going to keep profiting off that. And we all know there's going to be hordes of people who are going to continue wearing it for one and continue buying it just to try to make a point. Um, I think in this enlightened age that some of us live in, um, that we need to really take a step back and look at what we're doing and how we're making people feel. 
Um, cultural appropriation is stupid. It is wrong. And uh, we need to stop doing it. Like, we have the, like you said, that Washington team with the red something. Um, their name needs to be changed as well. And I remember distinctly last year, I was watching a Florida Seminole um, football game. And before the game, they usually have a little ceremony, not ceremony, but part of the start of the game is they have somebody ride on a horse and throw a uh, tomahawk or whatever it was down in the middle of the field. Tom- and tomahawk. I was watching, what, you know what I mean. A spear. Oh, okay. A spear. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you know, the length of a tomahawk and a spear is quite significant. But keep going. The point I'm trying to make <laughs> is they have someone dressed up as a Native American, and I'm not trying to be uh, insensitive right now, but they really have, they showed on TV this white guy being dressed up in the Native American garb, his face painted red and all this stuff, and had this man riding out in the middle of the field to throw his spear in the middle of the field. They, nobody said that this might not be good for optics, and nobody really cared. Everybody cheered. It's something they do for every game. And that really needs to stop. Like, people's cultures are not mascots. Like, everybody got mad. Well, not everybody, but people got mad when um, Monty Jones well, went my, on the TV. Mm-hmm with that Caucasian shirt on and called him racist. But they don't they can't see the hypocrisy in their own statements and see how that is the exact same thing. So, in conclusion, are you taking a step in the right direction? I guess so. But do you need to keep walking and keep moving forward? Yes, you do. Hey man. T V, this is your your squad. How you feel about it? I mean uh, I I'm open to it. I mean, I think it's something that's been long overdue. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you have some people in the, on the fan base for, you know, the Cleveland Indians where, you know, it's like, well, it's just a team. It shouldn't matter. It's just a name. Then for others, like, well, you got you to gotta, you gotta look at the bigger picture. It's more than just a name. I mean, at the time this team was founded in the early 1900s, I mean, I mean, racism was definitely an all-time high. And, you know, if you really dig back, I mean, they had they actually had mascots of little kids portrayed as Indians at some at some of their games. So, um, it's something that's long overdue for change. Uh, why not 2018 instead of it's a why not now instead of uh, 2019? I I'll probably just say because of as the seasons get ready to you know to start in the next month and a half or so or next two or three months. I mean, you already have merchandise with with the logos and stuff like that. So. By the time the season ends, I mean they'll do away with the with the uh, with the logo or the Chief Wahoo as as it is. But um, as far as the Washington Redskins, I mean that's been a, that's been an ongoing battle for quite some time, and you know most of that fan base is very adamant about not changing the name or ma- or the or the mascot that is. So that's my thoughts on it. Okay, fair enough. Ellis, you you got to take. Um, uh, I'm. I'm- I, I shared a similar um, distaste or similar thoughts as uh, Aaron. I think it's, uh, it's 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 wrong to appropriate you know someone's culture into you know being a mascot. Uh, I think it's you know the the fact that it's gone on for years is uh, unfortunate. But I I can appreciate Cleveland taking a look at things and 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 reevaluating and reevaluating the direction they want to head in. Um, I do think they're you know. 
taking a lengthier time with it to still consume a maximum profit for uh, having that logo up and going. Um, and whether that's right or wrong, I get it. It's still a business, um, and it seems like that may be the reason why. Uh, as far as Washington, still, still, you know, still concerned as to what why they think that it's okay. Now, the one thing that's tricky even with the Washington thing is apparently, and again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, apparently they did a poll and, uh, you know, that demographic of people that it, in theory would, would impact felt some type of, felt that it wasn't an issue. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong because at the end of the day, even if other cultures are offended by it, you know, it's something that you have to take serious. But I think that's why they're still taking the route and the stance that they're taking, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, but, you know, I, I applaud the MLB for stepping up and taking that approach and, and eliminating that, that logo. Um, it's, it needs to go, and I think Washington needs to get behind as well, but we'll see what happens over time. Interesting. This is, I think, the second time that we have actually indulged in a MLB conversation. The first one, TV was yelling at me at the start of the show. But this one, very interesting conversation, very Interesting dialogue from from all you guys. Elegantly put, fellas. I agree. Everything you just said. Um, if you're listening in, give us your take. 646-668-2182 is the number. Let's take a quick break. we come back. Let's get into some NFL conversation. A lot of people saw a lot of stuff happening. Uh, but we want to talk about the Hall of Fame. We want to talk about the, the finalists being announced on Saturday. Is T.O. going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame? We're going to find out. This upcoming Saturday, Alex Smith was traded to Washington and Kurt Cousins. Where should he go? And why did Blake Bortles make the biggest noise out of all this stuff? We'll talk about it on the other side. FT Sports Podcast will be right back. Almost 30 years in life, and I ain't even rushing. 30 kisses to the cheek, and I ain't even blushing. My phone's ringing every day, and I ain't even buzzing. I'm fitting grocery bars, eggs by the dozen. Let me some more thrift store. Food stamp. You're like LeBron in the finals. Oh, crap. Young boy. Yeah, they call me Kid Priceless. Flow's dramatic. You thought I had a mid priceless. I be going nuts like nuts on a payday. Life would be nice if every day was a payday. But that's too easy, or far from me. I'm off the easy, you best believe me. I want to find out breezy. Well, take it easy. I got the max, you got the cheesy. She love wheezy. I love breezy. She love it when I'm looking at it. You want the best that is best, you're looking at it. This is the best that is best. I'm saying I'm the best. Don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your head to rest. First 48, man, you want to arrest. What's up? This is the best that is best. I'm saying I'm the best. Put me to the test, battle one-on-one with me, I'll put your pal to rest. First 48, man, you under arrest, what's up? Full house, send some aces like I'm the dealer. You mad cause you keep it real and I keep it realer? Never seen me in your life, but I look familiar. You cracking jokes at my mom's so I got to kill ya. Come on, Corey, calm down, this a fun joke. Nah. I set your chest on fire off a of gun smoke. <laughs> By the time the cops come, they'll find nobody. Women lie, men lie, yo got it. All black everything Rappers suck cause y'all lack everything I'm real hip hop but never on the radio I keep it 100 but they ain't gonna play me though Don't let that knock you off the hustle Find a force and feed it 
good woman, Lord needs to make her. I'm Kobe Bryant in his prime, I don't need a Laker. Uh, this is the best, that is best. I'm saying I'm the best, don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your head to rest. First 48, man, you under arrest. What's up? Uh, this is the best, that is best. I'm saying I'm the best, don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your head to rest. First 48, man, you under arrest. Great conversation from the panel tonight. FT Sports Podcast. Welcome back. C. Davis, B. Ellis, A.A. Ron, TV. Joining in remote tonight. Super Bowl Sunday. Are you excited? Hell no, I'm not excited. I don't even know if I want to watch the game. Maybe because the Lions are not in it again. I I don't know, man. I I don't know how I feel. I, I don't know how I feel about the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. It's not last year. It was something about the game. I don't know what it was. Atlanta versus New England. I, I remember we had conversation and we could talk about, you know, how Atlanta's offense was just so firepower and all this other stuff. I don't get that same vibe. I'm, I'm not that excited about the Super Bowl, man. I don't know. I'm just not just, I don't know what it is. Just, I don't know. Not excited at all. Another year the Lions are not there. Maybe. I don't know. 646-668-2182. Shut up. Is the number. Oh. If you want to get into the conversation. Our Super Bowl predictions coming up soon. We do have callers. I know they're all calling in for just this topic. Um, We're going to get everybody in. So have some patience. The Hall of Fame finalists will be announced this upcoming Saturday. Uh, The notable on this list, Randy Moss. And Terrell Owens. And the reason why I point those guys out is because last year, Terrell Owens was left off. And we got into a huge debate about this. Some of us believe he should be in. Others did not. I want to know from the panel if everybody still feels the way that they did last year when we had this conversation. But I'll pose it in a different way. And TV, I'll start with you, sir. If Randy Moss is selected, let's say his name is first that shows up on the TV screen and Tara Owens name is still off. Will you have a problem still? Of course I have a problem. I mean, to me that indicate it's some, uh, it's basically a personal vendetta towards T.O. Again, this guy's in the top five, as far as touchdowns, top five in receiving yards. I mean, multiple uh, pro bowl selections, multiple all pro teams. I mean, again, the num- the numbers don't lie. So, if he were to get left off again, I, it's, you you really got to question these. You you really have to question the people that's involved in this process. Again, you have to look at what he's done on the field, his contribution to the game, and if you look at his numbers, he has contributed greatly to the game of football. Griff, Ellis, fellas, I, I mean, what, what do you guys um, jump in? How, how you feel? I, I, I would, I would be, yeah, I'd be shocked and probably a little bit upset if, if I see him left off in, in favor of Randy Moss. Um, 
his number speaks for itself in regards to level of productivity held at, at that position all time, all time greats uh, at the receiver position. He's he's been held to a higher standard. I think the league wants to kind of pin the whole you know no fun or not you know no fun league kind of put a face to it, and I think. T.O. is a, a scapegoat, and he's an easy face to attach to it. I'm not saying it's, it's right. Um, I think that's borderline something that may hold him up. But the fact that he was able to, you know, be relevant um, and, and have some numbers he had, participate in a, a Super Bowl um, when he came back off a broken leg and probably was one of the best players that, that day on the field, it, it makes absolutely no sense why he's being left off. Um Randy Moss had his had his antics too, um, so you know that that it wouldn't make sense to me. But um, so yeah, were, were you on, you were on the side with me last year saying I'm okay with him being left off the ballot though, right? Um, I think you and I, I were the ones okay. saying I was, I was I was okay with him being left off as a first time, like a first first vote, right? Which has has passed at this point, but now okay. no, it, it doesn't make sense now. Okay, like, fair enough. It's, it's been a few years. He keep, his name keeps coming up, um, and he's it's not as if his numbers are changing because he's, he's done playing football. So we're staring at these numbers, and they're very obvious, very, very, very much so. Just apparent that he, off sheer numbers, uh, he, he needs to be in there. Now, if they're changing the criteria, you know they have a lot of explaining to do because that's what it definitely looks like in regards to him not having his opportunity. It, it looks as if the criteria is changing. Or that you know he, there's a vendetta, you know a vendetta out for him specifically because it doesn't make sense based off his, his productivity. Understood, McGriff. How you feel about it? To? Uh, I would have to agree. Um, if he's not um, on the ballot to uh, get into Hall of Fame, like uh, it's a personal vendetta against vendetta against him. Um, his uh, accomplishments speak for themselves and. Yeah, there's no really – like Ellison's point, uh, bless you. Oh, man, so guys, make sure you wash your hands and stuff. There's blue blood going around. Um, <laughs> bless you, TV, dude. Damn, I thought I hit the mute button. Shit. No, there man. <laughs> no, nah, man, you, you hit that mucus button, brother. Oh, uh, man, it was that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to Ellison's point, if they said – they are changing the stipulations, and that's even further proof that they got a vendetta against that man. So, uh, yeah, get ready to protest. Mm. <laughs> I, I threw shade last year. I'm not going to throw shade in there. I mean, he the stats speak for itself. T.O. needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, honestly, I you know, I'll say this. If they leave Randy Moss out and they put T.O. in, I'll be okay with that. I would. I mean, I mean, there'd be there'd be a, a level the level of consistency would be established. Right. Randy I, I, Moss I, I, had, I, had his issues, yeah. too. Yeah, and I feel as though that if you really had to put the stats up against one another, I understand that today's NFL fan remember the Randy Moss of the New England Patriots going 16-0. and uh, But, gentlemen, we watched him when he was lighting up the scoreboard and going wazoo in Minnesota, and then I, I play when I want in Oakland. You know, that that's the Randy Moss I remember. So I feel as though if they leave him off, I'm okay with it. Honestly, if they leave both of them off, I, I might still be okay with it. But if they get Moss in there and leave T.O. out, I, I might have to – I would agree with you. I think this is the first time all four of us agree that, yeah, that that would suck. That would definitely suck. So we don't want to see that happen. Mm-hmm. 
But, hey, anything's possible because it's the NFL, right? Considering that Roger Goodell is coming out saying during this press conference that they're going to reevaluate the catch rule because they need to figure out what that rule is. Uh, Go figure, huh? <laughs> so since Calvin Johnson retired, they got to reevaluate it again. They just got to reevaluate it, man. They got to get it right, bro. They got to get like, it right. So, I mean, man, Vincent <laughs> man is on to something by saying football will be easier. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to be playing the game. because I'm telling you. Man, you going to go to some uh, XFL games, man? You know, make, fo- make football great again. Oh, hell no. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hell no. Oh, bringing that, gar- bring that garbage back, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess I dropped, the, I dropped the XFL Davis, nugget last Davis, night. You, I mean, Davis, last you, uh, week. Davis, you walk in line, my brother. Uh, I mean, the color is red and blue. Just saying. Uh, the, hat, the hats are red and white, though, so I don't know what you're saying. Uh, it's red, white, and blue. I see the same thing you're seeing. The point is, no, man. You don't. We're on different levels. Look, <laughs> make football great again. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. So the colors are actually red and black. So what are you looking at as far as red, white, the and red, blue? red and black was the original XFL colors. Their colors are no longer red and black. So I guess it's just they got one ounce of uh, red blood. Then it. Anyway, um, it's it's red, white, and blue, but that's okay. Are we really going to argue the colors now? I mean, damn. Did y'all yeah. You started it. You started it. No, you question whether or not. You know what? Moving on, man. Alex Smith is no longer uh, a chief. He went from one. Uh, you know what? See, I was about to say something. I, I can't say it. He went, from Kansas, he went from Kansas City to Washington. And ultimately, some people believe this was a good move. Personally, I don't. I don't think that Patrick Mahomes what we saw from Texas Tech, and I understand he lit up the scoreboard in preseason, I don't think it's the right time to turn over the keys. And I don't think it's all Alex Smith as much as it is Andy Reid. So, McGriff, let's start with you, man. The trade that happened, Kirk Cousins is no longer in Washington. He is now free to do as he pleases and go make some money somewhere. I guess two questions. Where does Kirk Cousins go, and how do you feel about Kansas City making the splash? I don't, I don't, I don't agree with their decision to to let that man go. I don't, I don't know where Kirk Cousins is going. Um, maybe he'll go back to school or something. Um, what? <laughs> what? I don't know, man. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with the decision at all. Fair enough. Let's uh, TV, sir. How do you, how do you feel about the trade? And where do you see Kirk Cousins next season? Um, <clears throat> well, Alex Smith is 33 years old, and I remember we talked about this uh, towards the end of uh, last, uh, just you know, this regular season. And I think it's a move that needs to be done. I mean, Alex Smith has always been known as a game manager, and Patrick Mahomes, or Mahomes, uh, he's 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 a a more of a dual threat quarterback, and he's younger too. So, at some point, man, I think Kansas City just realized we need to make this move. Alex Smith has got us to the playoffs, got us a couple of division titles, but we need to see what the, what the kid that we drafted can do for us. 
And as far as Kirk Cousins, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, this man can either go. I mean, he can go to what Jacksonville, if if possible. But of course, I don't know if Jacksonville would have the cap space for him. But also, right. I mean, he could. I heard he was actually open to going to the Browns. Believe it or not. So, believe it or not, that's another destination. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know, but it's but it's, it's something it's something good to talk about, especially with a guy. Um, of Kirk Cousins' caliber. I mean, what he's done with the Redskins, I mean, division title, playoff appearance, I mean, he's, he's done it. He's played uh, beyond the money that the Redskins were trying to give him, in, you know, years ago. So, let's see how mm-hmm. let's see how the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes uh, plays out. Okay, fair enough. I think I think, I think it was huge for uh, Washington, though, to do that, you know, that trade, because they essentially they got a more – Efficient, so to see quarterback in Alex Smith at a much lower rate. Kirk Cousins was getting franchised every year. He was wanting money that they couldn't afford. So I think that's that may have something to do with it as well. Um, in regards to where he would end up next, I think uh, Kirk probably would end up with the Broncos. I know you posed that question earlier, Chris. Um, I think I mean he's a suitable quarterback for a lot of different teams in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have some options. Uh, the Broncos come to mind, uh, maybe the Jaguars, a few teams that really have a potent defense. Even, um, well, the Vikings, I don't know. You know, that would be ideal, but they got three quarterbacks already that are equally just possibly just at best two, or average at possibly, best. possibly just two, though, because Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, right. they're not sure if even Teddy can – they don't think Teddy is what he was before the injury. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's legit. So, I mean, I think um, I think that – it was the right move uh, for for the uh, red. I said the red. Well, yeah, the red kids to go after that. I, I think Malone. I think it's, it's perfect timing for. They seen something in him because they wanted they they wanted him to play early this year. But I can appreciate them at least allowing Alex Smith to finish up his season. But this is this has been talks going on, a chatter going on yeah. for for some time. And right now, at this point, they pretty much got Malone on a rookie uh, rookie contract. So you might as well get him the exposure now. I will say he's uh, with the coach they have over there with Andy Reid. He's known for uh, getting uh, maximum play out of quarterbacks. So I think he's in a good situation and he, he's identified a level of talent that's in Malone that that he wasn't going to get out of Alex. Um, and I think that's probably had a lot to do with it as well. Fair enough. I just you know what I look at Andy Reid's record TV and I just sit back and I say a lot of L's, man. He he definitely won. A lot more games, definitely more than than uh, Marvin Lewis has for sure. But I, you know, the games that kind of ring a bell to me is the Indianapolis loss and the Tennessee loss. Out of all the playoff victories and losses that he has taken, the Colts, when he is up so many points, and in the second half, the team just absolutely just falls apart. I don't think that's it's as much as it is on the players. You got to say it's the coaching staff, and then Tennessee. This season, as much as I was raving about them, they should not have even been in the playoffs. They allowed them to come back after dominating them in the first half and lose the game. Similar fashion as they did the Colts. I don't say that that's Alex Smith as much as I look at the coaching staff and say, I'm pointing fingers at you. I mean, it's got to be at some point we got to stop blaming Alex Smith for everything that has gone wrong, whether it was San Francisco or Kansas City, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll find something wrong in, in Washington. But 
my God, when are we going to say, you know what, Andy Reid, you got a, you kind of got a track record of losing some key games or losing the teams that you shouldn't lose to in the playoffs. What point do we say that? It's I mean, that Colts game, that Colts game, I don't, I mean, that entirely wasn't on Andy Reid. I mean, keep in mind, if we, if you watch that game entirely, I mean, players were actually getting injured, even though Tennessee sure. had that big lead. So sure. all of a sudden, you know, the momentum, momentum shifted. Now with the recent game against Tennessee, I mean, Kansas City was actually dominated until Travis Kelsey got hurt. So once Travis Kelsey was lost for the entire game, now you're kind of limited. So you still have uh, – I can't, I, I can't think of – oh, uh, Kareem Hunt. And you have the other guy. But uh, you're limited because now you know Alex Smith's not going to, uh, you know, do anything as far as, like, downfield. And, again, his main, his main weapon is gone. So, in a way, you're kind of limited. And I think Patrick Mahomes is actually the opposite as far as being able to do more in a tough situation or being able to open up the office a bit more. So, yeah. but I but I hear you. If after this pat, I mean after the regular season coming next season, I mean if they don't do anything as far as make the playoffs or even make a deep run playoffs, I think you need to start cleaning the house and and they have to go. And, and and I think and I hear you when you talk about injuries real fast. We'll take a last break and we'll get into the Super Bowl conversation. I hear you about the injuries, but I look at a team that experienced probably the biggest heartache when it came to injuries in the Super Bowl, the Green Bay Packers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe the year was 2007 Super Bowl. Could have been 2008. And Green Bay lost a lot of defensive backs in the first half, and they still found a way to win that game. 2011. 2011. So, excuse me. So, I feel as though I hear you about the injuries, it's it's definitely on the players, but the coaching staff has got to take some responsibility. You got to rile the troops. You got to do something to keep them up. Because Green Bay, based on the guys who they lost in the secondary, not only before the Super Bowl but during the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh, should have lost that game, and they didn't. You but that's, say, I think that's, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers was the man. That's, that's easier to say, man, um, because I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is. Things happen and things are out of your control. I mean, you can you can you can call a timeout, you get in everybody's face, but again, momentum has a way of shifting from one side to the other. I mean, again, yeah. Kansas City was up what like like three or four scores and for the Colts to come back, but again, it, injuries started to pack on. And then yeah. with the Green Bay and Pittsburgh thing, I mean, the difference is, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt. They didn't lose Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it would be one thing if they not only just lost players, they lost – but but to lose Aaron Rodgers would have been a completely different story. And we yeah. talk about another team playing against the Pittsburgh season in the Super Bowl. But they didn't lose, the you know, the commander-in-chief and their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. So Sure. I roll with that. It's just another way to look at it. But I, but I hear what you're saying because we see other teams where players get hurt, but they still manage to have that next-man-up mentality and be able to mm-hmm. come away with the win. But it, it – but it, Hey, it doesn't always happen that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. 646-668-2182 is the number. Uh, We'll take one last break, and then we'll get into our Super Bowl conversation. Who's going to win the big game? Before we take this break, though, I got to say this, McGriffin. I'm pretty sure you can appreciate what Blake Bortles did. So everybody was talking about this man being traded, let go, 
Eli Manning's going to be the next quarterback, all this other stuff in Jacksonville, right? The the coaching mm-hmm. staff, the, the ownership didn't even come out to defend Blake Bortles during any of this conversation. Didn't say mm-hmm. nothing because they knew they were about to do this. Mm-hmm. What did Blake Bortles go and do? After the season, he says, you know what? The hell with y'all. I'm going to go ahead and get this wrist surgery. Wrist surgery. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he can't be traded. He can't be released. Nothing can happen because you cannot do it with an injured player. So mm-hmm. now Jacksonville is going to miss out on not only free agents because no free agent is going to go there knowing that Blake Bortles is there, not knowing what the future is going to be. And then you're mm-hmm. not going to draft a quarterback knowing that Blake Bortles could come back and still have the season he's going to have. Blake Bortles just did the ultimate move that any player should take note of. He decided to get I mean, wrist surgery. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is this is chess, not checkers. You got to play this the game. Man, where you're gonna be played. This man just pulled – Ellis. You're getting the Blake Bortles jersey because you it's your favorite color. You got to secure the bag, Chris. You got to secure the bag. You better not send the Blake Bortles jersey this way. Uh, <laughs> now, nah, Chris, you know that's your man, bro. No, that's that's my that's guy. Cool. All of a sudden, oh. Okay. That whole franchise is your guys. Yeah, right, right, right. But what were you saying? Uh-huh. Secure the bag and what? You got to secure the bag. This pulled off mm-hmm. the ultimate move. I respect to Blake Bortles. When we come back, before we get to the Super Bowl, today marks the history of the dumbest, smartest slash play ever in Super Bowl history. Somebody could say that it was the smartest play if it worked. But we all know that that is not how it plays out. FT Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Remember, only you can tell which sounds are correct to your ears and your environment. Your equalizer provides you with the means to make any and all corrections that you in your new capacity as audio playback engineer determine to be the most accurate. Say again. Welcome to the beginning of the end. I'm killing the ball, reviving her with a pen, a boomerang, bring it back to literal sense. How many wish they had 15 more cents to make a buck at some point in your timeline? The flow funky, imagination expands mine. I try to climb above all irrelevance, stand atop the pedestal like a gold medalist. Y'all relish, trying to be facetious, I'm monogamous with a bun. I don't need it, that boy's hot dog. Look, but 24-7, raw, I can never be cooked. It ain't always about Killing for beef, I'm a hunter for beef. My venison and speech is untamed and wild. UFO, like I'm foreign, unseen before. With a mic, what we eating tonight? Come on, we'll play at an open mic. I'll confuse for buffet, don't say. For the fence, I do it every time, but I can't help it. It remind me of the skies I came from. Don't fall, cause I'm not tripping. I landed in the Midwest, caught by the mitten. That's Detroit, baby. Sports Podcast. Welcome back. 959, getting ready for our Super Bowl pick for a game that not a lot of people are excited about. I'm not excited about it. I'm still questioning whether whether or not I'm gonna watch this game or not. I might. I You're know. gonna watch the game, Chris. Oh, you shut your face. <laughs> 
I want to see the line. I want to see Cincinnati in there. I want to see Marvin you Lewis. You, <laughs> you better uh, go drink some lean and go to sleep then. You see these dreams. <laughs> McGriff, three years ago, McGriff, why you talking all this smack? The Seattle Seahawks uh-huh. was driving down the field. Uh-huh. Marshawn Lynch was destroying this Beast team. mode. Beast, Beast mode, mode all over him. And on a two-yard line. Two-yard line. Two-yard line. With 20-plus two. seconds on the clock, this boop happened. Uh-huh. Flags on the field for celebration. Amazing. That man was chewing gum like it was his last piece of gum in life. That's that I just uh, beat And when I look at this play TV, I, I thought we was yelling at each other for at least a couple of weeks. You've got Marshawn Lynch hmm. in the backfield. You've got a guy that's... Interception, the damn New England Patriots win another Super Bowl. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's about to happen happens, again. We know what <laughs> We do. But I feel like it might happen again. So let's get into this conversation. We got callers on the line. A lot of people want to get into the Super Bowl conversation, so we're definitely going to take these calls. But, fellas, I put it in the notes, man. New England and and Philly, they look, on on paper, offensive, offensively and defensively, both teams look rock solid. They just do. Most importantly, something that a lot of people may not know, four and four historically, once upon a time, these teams played each other back in 1987, and they've had eight matchups at that point. Up to this that was a great point. year. Most importantly, New England won the key matchup when they played one another in the Super Bowl where New England won 31-28. to 28. Donovan McNabb mm-hmm. choked. Maybe you could say whatever you want to say, but New England captured the Super Bowl. Three years ago, they captured the Super Bowl. Last year, they captured the Super Bowl. Feel like that this is just an ongoing story with this franchise. So I'll spare the details. I want to really get you guys take. I have not watched any coverage on this game at all because honestly, I'm just not interested. It's just, it doesn't fascinate me. The storylines are not there other than Tom Brady winning his sixth Super Bowl. So I'll just turn it over to you guys. What's your thoughts? What's your takes? We're not going to make our picks quite yet because we want to get the callers in. But what's your guys' take, man? What's the matchups that you're looking for? Is it what's key to this game for uh, success for the Eagles or success for the Patriots? Uh, TV, we'll start with you. Um, I guess the matchup would be uh, Josh McDaniel's offense versus uh, (laughs) our boy Jim Short's defense. I mean, uh, you know, his uh, using that four-man front, doing a lot of uh, rotation, having a lot of rotation take place, especially on that on that defensive line. Uh, those DNs using that wide nine technique, I mean, being disruptive, uh, that's that's the matchup I'm looking forward to. I mean, for Philly to to do the damage they did against Minnesota, I mean, holding them to only seven points, uh, that's, that says a lot about this defense. And, of course, uh, New England's offense, I mean, they, they didn't look like they, they weren't going to play at all uh, the Sunday before against Jacksonville. But 
for them to make that comeback was very uh, impressive. But that's the matchup I'm looking forward to, man. Who's going to win the chess match, Jim Schwartz or Josh McDaniels? Yeah, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to uh, watching the number, you know, kind of the top defense going against one of the top offenses in the league. So, I mean, historically, you know, when this happens, the the offense or the uh, the defensive team is is prone to win. I think that's the only thing going in the favor of the Eagles. And I'm, um, you know, I'm curious to see if they're able to slow down Tom Brady and that that offensive unit. If they do, I think they'll have a chance. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I want to say it's pointless. Tom Brady's been a monster this year, and the Eagles too, man. Before Carson Wentz went down, I had no problems with the uh, with the Eagles and the, and how well they were playing and how well that they they look. So to see that that's still the case with a thirteen and three record, people forget they're the top seed. They're the same. They had the same exact record as, as New England. Yes, so they did. Thirteen on, and three on paper. It, on paper, it, it it looks to be a. It looks to be a solid matchup, um, in spite of, uh, of 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 Wentz not being there to play quarterback. Fair enough, McGriff. What's your thoughts? Uh-huh. I mean, I this is we all know this is not the Super Bowl that any of us wanted to see nope. whatsoever. Nope. Um, especially since uh, that Tom Brady guy is supposedly playing in it. I want to see if. Uh, He's going to have some kind of bionic, bionic hand under uh, his glove because uh, we know how they like to do. Um, I mean, if it's any consolation, somebody that coached for the Lions is going to be on the sideline of the Super Bowl. So, Not the Lions reference. I mean, uh, we got our gym shorts out there, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, – what I'm looking forward to is something happening – that we all don't think is going to happen, if that makes any sense. We want the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the New England Patriots. That is Which exactly what we do. I'm trying to say. We do. Mm. As I remember you, because I know we were together last year for the Super Bowl, and, you know, people were throwing up memes and everything about how uh, Atlanta was about to take it, and we all know what happened after that. So I don't want to see if. We had to see something like that. I want it to be reversed. Fair enough. I, I I have to got to say I'm looking forward to seeing how Philly responds to the atmosphere that is the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has been there mm-hmm. multiple years, and he's not going to go there. Like this is another game for the New England Patriots. It's business as usual. Although Tom Brady is the oldest player on the team, he's been there more times than any any other player that's there. This is another game for them. And they're going to go out and just do what they do in Patriots fashion. I will say this, though. If we see the same Philadelphia team that we saw against Atlanta, where they kind of held back Nick Foles, he kind of took his shots here and there, methodically picked apart a small but fast defense of the Atlanta Falcons, they're going to lose this game, flat out, bottom line. If we get the same Philly team that went out and dominated a top three Defense in the Minnesota Vikings, where he took multiple shots downfield, connected multiple times, and dominated that defense. Philadelphia wins this game, no problem. I don't know which Nick Foles is going to show up, though, because Bill Belichick is going to play and have their defense ready to force Nick Foles to make those type of plays. Are their corners and safeties ready for the speed and the length 
that Alshon Jeffries and the rest of those receivers has. Oh, and by the way, they got an all-world all veteran at the tight end position as well. So there's a lot of question marks in this game. I want to see how Philly comes out. I don't know. If they come out flat, it's going to be a long, long Sunday game for them. Thank God I just bought two new video games, so I'll be playing those instead. Well, all right. I hear you. I hear you, David. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be, we're all going to watch the game. We're not fooling anybody. We're, yeah, we're, okay. We're, we're going to watch it. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah. uh-huh. I, I, I don't know, man. It might be a decent game. It, yeah. it really might. 31 10. Yeah, you said 31 to 10? Of, uh, I don't know yet. Let's take our first. Uh, let's take oh. our first call of the night. Okay. At least you're not gonna watch the commercials, Chris. Last year commercials were terrible. The commercials been terrible for a while, if I'm being honest. So it's what like, what is there to, to look do, forward to? What they, what they need to do is bring back the Budweiser frogs and the lizards. Uh, <laughs> they need to bring back the what's up guys. <laughs> Uh, what else? What else? What else? The Clydesdale. Um, uh, what am I missing, fellas? Um, dang. Dorito what commercials. About that, what about that Terry Tate guy that was going around the office tackling everybody? That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Definitely. But Budweiser then got all sensitive on everybody. They got puppies and an, they got all types of animals now. Just well, time to change. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's just yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. Let's get some callers in here, man. Let's get their thoughts, and then we'll give our predictions. So let's go with this guy. He's been on the whole, honestly, before the show even started. Six seven four nine. You're on with FT Sports Podcast. Hey, just um, ready for the uh, Super Bowl. That's what's up, Darius. What's up? I. Okay, before I, I want to get touch on the what's that that trade with the Washington Redskins, what they did for Alex Smith and the Hall of Fame. Terrell Owens got to get in this time. Third time's got to be the charm. This will be the second time, I, But because I think they're, but I think the the writers and the ones that voted to give him the Pete Rose treatment. Pete Rose does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Bottom line, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying the Pete Rose treatment about behind closed doors because if they leave To out again this time, and you know it's a conspiracy. Yeah, this will be this, was, this will be his third time. I think this, this will be his third, third time. time. Okay, I thought yeah. this was the second. My my apologies. Third, um, third. Okay. Yep. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I want to say conspiracy, but sure, we'll, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Now, the Alex Smith deal, I, I didn't understand that deal with with the uh, Chiefs because now the Redskins got a quarterback for thir- for four years, but I still think they probably won't do much in the NFC East next year because Philly's still going to be a defending champs. You know the Cowboys will be back, and then the Giants going to probably make a little bit of noise next year, but We'll see, because I think it was a mistake. Okay, fair enough. I think a lot of people feel, I think it's a 50-50. I think people feel like Alex Smith had another year. He had one of his best career years this season, 
and Kansas City pulled the plug on him well before the season ended. Now, rightfully so on the other side, Alex Smith has not done very much in regards to the postseason. All these stats are playing very conservative. McGriff said it earlier today, it's chess, not checkers. He's the perfect chess player when it comes to playing football. But then he has these games where he just blanks out and doesn't, I guess, realize that he's even on the field. I don't know what Kansas City thought pattern is, but right now they believe in Patrick Mahomes. Again, TV and I probably watched the most college football out of everyone on this panel, and I didn't see much of anything at Texas Tech, and he didn't do much at Texas Tech. I think they're making this decision solely based on Andy Reid's assessment and what he did in the preseason, and I think they're going to make a mistake. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and Kansas City with Mahomes, I got to see him in action for, for next year and see what he can really do. Okay, Cause fair he, enough. Because there was no excuse to why the Chiefs lost that game to the Titans. Because no excuse. No excuse. I think that, that was coaching. We should be talking about and, Kansas City. They should have been in the AFC Championship game, but should have, could have, would have. You play the game, yeah. you play – the team that's on the field, Danny, Danny Green, I'll play him before the end of the show if I have to. Um, so let's get your pick. New England or Philly? As much as I want Philly to win that game and for their fan base in Philadelphia. Don't say it. Don't say it. As much. <laughs> say it. For some, for some odd reason. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going out on the limb. I'm picking the upset. I'll pick Philadelphia. If I had to be the yes. lone voice, I'll pick the Eagles. Yes. Damn. Upset. All right. Eagles won. Patriots zero on FT Sports Pocket. You heard it first from Darius. I'll give you the score. I'll give you 28-24. Woo! Mm. The Eagles I mean, will is- win the game on a last-minute drive with two minutes left to go. All right, with that type of scenario, I might tune in at the third quarter. All right. All right. All right. All right. 28-24. Fellas, y'all agree with that? I mean, you may not agree in the the pick. Don't give your pick away yet. But if that score happened, not of approval, good Super Bowl? Um, I think think that would be a good Super Bowl. Okay. Um, I think so. I think it's gonna be a good Super Bowl, though, Davis. I don't. Man, nobody. I don't see the Eagles going out there getting flamed up. Nah, I see. I oh. didn't say that they were gonna get flamed up. See, you assuming, you, and I believe that. You said like, you said thirty to ten, didn't you? I said thirty-one like ten, a, but I never said who's gonna go thirty-one ten. Oh, all right, all right, fair enough. See, ass clown. Either way, somebody get flamed up, though. Somebody get flamed. <laughs> somebody get right. cooked. Somebody get cooked, Ooh. according to me. Darius, hang tight, man. Let's let's get some more picks in here, man. Um, hey, so so uh, we 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 not gonna discuss the Pro Bowl at all? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, I actually tried to watch, I actually tried to watch the Pro Bowl. It really was a painful experience. I promise you, it hurt so bad to watch that. Anybody got time for that? <laughs> I was like, what is this trash that is on the TV screen right now? <laughs> this is horrible. And Darius Slade just looked like an innocent child. He's just like he was just happy to be there. Just he was. Just, <laughs> he was just happy I mean, to be there. he got he got thirty two rags to go. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this uh, man in here. He was also he waiting. Got thirty two thousand, and the winning team got sixty four. <laughs> Damn, he got some bread. 
That game was horrible. Oh, and it was playing in the rain. The highlight reel was Drew Brees going off on his kids on the sideline. That was the highlight reel. Let's get this guy in here, man. Three, two, six, five. You're on with the team. What's going on? Keep get some rubber cuts. It's the black and mild child calling from the D, baby. What's up, man? <laughs> so, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ghost. What's up, man? What's good? Man, it's so much, as, as usual in the sports world, there's so much to talk about, man. You know, Blake coming to the D. You know, yeah, Slay made the Pro Bowl, you know, Slay was Slay and Lang and um uh Agno I think was there too. Hey, we're gonna see him for a long time, but Super Bowl, Amen hype toward it. I'm gonna just go down the line and say Eagles gonna win, I'm gonna Hashtag and all this, Brady six. You know what I'm saying? I, I got it in the blowout, man. 35-14, man. Oh, the Eagles, 35-14 to 14 over the Patriots? No, but no, I got the Pat, dog. Brady six, oh. man. Brady six. Oh, okay. So you got the Pats winning 35. Yeah, 35-14. Brady six, man. Rock six. The only thing I'm going to say, I'm going to say this quick. I just tell you long. Doing the big Facebook thread. You know, we in groups, man. I know, uh, shout out to uh, Nicole. She, you know, did your group, Chris. But we doing this thing beyond the group, man. We trying to break the Guinness World Records for the most comments on the thread is over a million. So, you know, I'm in like 20-some sports groups, man. So, I know we in groups, too. So, you know, tag is going down. 530 is the start. Although the game don't start at 6.30, but, hey, we going to try to do this thing, man. So, you know, anyone interested, you know, I done picked this idea to other groups, you know. And it's been catching on, man. So, hope to see you, TV, B. Ellis, Aaron, all the guys, man, you know, bring them out and tag your friends to them. And the, and, the, and the best thing about it, you get to see me go live. It was black and mild smoking oh all. God. Hold up, hold yep. up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yep. No. Okay? No. <laughs> no. And oh. Hell no. No. <laughs> hey, no. Man. You know, hey, you know I get it down now, but it's gonna be I just put I mean, I no, I go lie. You know I shut it down. I'm gonna shut it down. But Hey man, we try to do this thing. We're gonna try to do this thing, man. I sell over a million. I believe like one point one is the record. Doing this thing, man. Like I said, okay. Sunday, February fourth. Make history, man. You know what? You know, I, yeah. I might actually have to like, you know, participate in that. And I'm gonna send out a couple of messages and I'm just gonna say not watching, not watching, not watching. Hey, man. Not watching. <laughs> a couple hey, I'll of times we'll see if we break the record. How about that? All right, I'll tell you what, if the Eagles lose, which I believe they will, oh, man, the live going to be epic. I'm telling you, man. That's okay. all I got to say. But well, we will, we will watch, it, guys. We will appreciate you, man. We will watch your uh, Facebook live video. Um, yeah. Bring a translator. It's going to be an interesting Facebook live there. McGriff, your thoughts on this man's comments. Bago. <laughs> what? 
short and sweet. For the fans, by the fans. New England won. <laughs> Philly won. Let's get this man in here. Zero one one four. FT Sports Podcast. What's going on? What's going on? It's Chris Anthony. Yes, sir, Mr. Anthony. <sighs> so why so serious? Did you guys? Hey, really quick here though. Did you guys touch on LeBron wanting to go to the Warriors? Did you guys talk no, about that at all today? No, why? Why is that a topic? Why? Why? I, would I, I, I do touch on it. If he does quick. that, that's trash, though. I'm just saying. I I will forever hate the NBA if they allow that it, it won't happen. It's Another not going to happen. Another thing, you guys should want to talk about the Pro Bowl because my boy Derek Carr came through in the clutch. Oh my God! So, in the Pro Bowl. Let's go. We talking Pro Bowl. All right. I'm just saying he did come through in the clutch. I know you guys saw the streak that he threw to Delaney Walker, so I just want to put it out there. You know I have to write for my boy. As far as the Super Bowl goes, I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think, Chris. I think that Philly's defense is is really not going to get ran over like that. Uh, Their offense I do worry about, though. I think they can dictate pace with the running game. Jay Ajahi's been doing pretty well in the playoffs. Uh Garrett Blunt, good, good uh, short, short yardage down back. Um, the only issue that I have is that Nick Foles is not going to win this game. If it comes down to like a last second drive, he's not going to come down and get it done. If they had Carson Wentz, I would pick them in a heartbeat because they don't have Carson. Quarterback is the most important position on the field. I got to roll with the Patriots, but I think it's going to be something like 31-27 at. What's the final score again? 31-27 Pats. 31-27 Pats. So, 2-1 Pats over the Eagles. Okay. All right. I'm still not watching, but okay. I feel it. I, I, I hope that that is the score. I hope this goes out as the best Super Bowl of all time, and I miss it. Just so it can just sink in that I just avoided the best Super Bowl ever. I, I hope that that's the case, Chris. Real real fast, because you're an NBA guy, I want to get your thoughts on the Blake Griffin trade real fast. Oh, they did Blake dirty. <laughs> they did Blake real dirty. Because they sent him to Detroit? What you trying to say? <laughs> he found it on Twitter. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, bro. They, they gave him this whole package. They told him that he was going to be the superstar in L.A. They pitched him on everything, and then they just shipped him out like he was nothing. I mean, I wonder. I don't why. know what happened. I wonder but, why. I don't know. I don't Ellis, know. I, I wonder mean, I think, why. I think he'll he'll team up he'll team up with uh with that center you guys got over there, but I don't think it's gonna be enough. Him and him and Drummond is not enough to get it done in the East. So no, they got Reggie Jackson away. They got the eighty-eight uh, million dollar point guard. They they good. They got Reggie Jackson. Trash. Stop it with that Reggie Jackson <laughs> trash. Reggie's straight trash. Straight trash. He is. He's hot trash. Hey man, it's Lob City two point oh man. Come on, yeah, they got Reggie. Is. Eighty-eight mil, bro. Reggie's We're gonna make trash. it happen in the D. <laughs> Reggie's horrible, man. I'll be honest with you. I right, listen. So, I, some of us would agree with you. Others will not. Something. Well, who's not agreeing with me that Reggie's trash? I mean, does somebody want to defend Reggie Jackson real quick? Is there some is there no, somebody I, on I here that that is a Reggie fan or something? I mean, no, I think 
That, yeah, I, I was, I'm upset that they haven't dealt him out of Detroit. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, I also agree with that sentiment. McGriff that, has that no contract. opinion on it. TV, are, TV, you believe in Reggie Jackson, right? No. And did uh, I listen? Besides, besides the one, besides the uh, what was that? The, uh, that first and a half season when he was here. I mean, since he's been here, I didn't have any issues. But since then, man, it's been like I see why John Wall was upset about the money he's getting and saying, "Hey, you're paying me Reggie Jackson money, or you're paying Reggie Jackson the same amount you're paying me." And this guy has has never made All Star or even slipped the All Star team. So at this point, I'm kind of like Reggie Jackson is more of a bitch player than a starter. Mm, okay, fair enough. So you've definitely come because I remember the conversation. Y'all got to a huge debate about Reggie Jackson. Well, well, some guy on this panel felt that uh, George Hill. No, I think it was George Hill was better than. Uh, than oh Reggie. yeah, yeah. I remember. Clearly, this man's basket, basketball acumen is is not up to par. But I'm not going to say that. I do remember that conversation. I do remember we, that. We put the numbers side to side, and uh, your boy Hill had the better numbers. And last uh, time I said, I don't know if Hill had the better numbers. He did. We, he we did went over win. this. When? Went over. Oh my God! You gonna rehash I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I, I, you identified that Reggie Jackson actually at one point had better numbers than George Hill. I'm saying that they have very similar numbers, and I said that George Hill was still a better point guard. You said okay, so which one is it? Either they have similar numbers or George Hill had better numbers. Now, which George one is it? George Hill had better numbers. That's okay, true. now when did he have better numbers than Reggie Jackson? I want to say if it wasn't last year or the year before that. Okay, so at one point, Reggie Jackson actually had better numbers than George Hill, right? And no, I, I think George Hill has consistently had better numbers, and he's consistently I, in the playoffs. So at one point, Reggie Jackson actually had better numbers than George Hill, yes or no? Oh, you're not about to, like, change the narrative. <laughs> no, see, nah. we're getting back on the Super Bowl. Come on. You just answered the question. I'm going to pull the numbers back up for you, TV. I'm going to do that for you. Uh, Thank you. Let's let's, let's get back on the Super Bowl. So we're going to go ahead and make our picks real fast. Uh, You know what? (laughs) All kidding aside, I probably will watch this game. And honestly, I am not rooting for Philly. I I just can't. I I just, again, I don't believe that they're ready for the big stage. And as big as this is going to be, I think New England gets it done. And I think they get it done in convincing fashion. I say... 28-17, 28-17, New England wins this game. Super Bowl 52. Six ring for Tom Brady. McGriff, what's your prediction? Did you just answer that question? Yes, answer the question. I've been saying the whole show, the Eagles. <laughs> what's the line? Get, get a point. What's the point, man? Uh, Eagles. 30 to 24. 30 24. All right. TV. Uh, man, you know what? I got to start with my black actor brother, man. I'm going with Philly. Man. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't yes, believe sir. that. I'm going with uh, Philly, bro. Oh, uh, my gosh. Hey, you know mean? what? Yep. I'll say. I'll, I'll, I'll say 21. No, no, no. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go with McGriff score. Uh, 30-24, Philly. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. And Philly wins the coin toss uh, beginning of the game. So. Oh, wow. And yeah, you break it down. And it's going to be his, by the way. Break, break it down. <laughs> Ellis, I, go ahead, man. I, I feel like I'm just going to be on this island alone. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can't go against Tom Brady, bro. It oh, sucks. Is gonna pick it pains me. It pains me. Um, I'm taking, uh, <laughs> I'm taking New England 28 to, uh, 24. Ooh. That was the score yeah. three years ago. To this day, 28-24 was when they beat the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Two to two. Black actors in the light skin, whatever you want to call us. And yeah, yeah, that is. So I guess, yeah, I guess so. So we got a minute left. Where's the Super Bowl going to be watched? Who's hosting this year? Who's hosting this year? Who's who's hosting this year? Not me. Uh, That question was asked weeks ago. Nobody said anything, man. Yeah, man. I posed the question. Everybody got silent. I was like, oh, all right. So I'll be at my parents' house. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there it is. So I, think my dad invited me. I think my dad what? invited me over. Oh, my God. 646 Every Thursday night here at FC Sports Podcast, 9 p.m. You can catch Brad House Sports at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. before we come on with my man Mike. Matt and Brandon over there with those guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl. <laughs> Be honest. Hey, Ryan and TV. We are out. Enjoy Super Bowl 52. Hey. Hey.